All right, so we're looking at your camera then. All right, good deal. All right. So should we say something like, Welcome for the Rev Hiker Outdoors and the Adventures Gentleman.com. We could do that. I think that should be our whole intro. All right, let's do this for real. <laughs> I'm going to have a bloopers reel for this one. <coughs> We're burning it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey guys, Drew here over at Rev Hiker Outdoors. And again, I am with Will from the adventurousgentleman.com. Go check him out. And uh, we're back for another edition of our Bushcraft for Beginners video, and our video series, I should say. And week one, we covered knives and how to choose them. That's right. And this week, what are we doing? We're burning it down. It's all about fire starting this week. Knives and fire are two of the most important things it comes to when it's whether it's bushcraft, survival, or hunting in the backcountry. So today's video is all about the heat. Yeah, and these are useful for a million reasons. Um, cooking guinea hens that freak out in the middle of a video is just one. <laughs> but, uh, look, it keeps you warm, it cooks your food, it purifies water, and uh, it can definitely save your life. So stick around guys, we're gonna learn about fire basics. We almost made it through that hole. <laughs> if you are ready to take the hard road, the road less traveled, the path in life where the journey is more important than the destination, then you are in the right place. Prepare to live with vigor. This is the adventurous gentleman All right, guys, so when I'm gathering tinder, uh, natural tinder, uh, basically I'm going after the low-hanging fruit, kind of both literally and figuratively. I'm going after the stuff that's easy to get, and I'm going after the stuff that's off the ground, especially in snow conditions. The snow kind of adds another layer of difficulty, uh, similar to what rain does. Um, but you want stuff kind of like this. You see stuff that's dead, um, you know, anything that's really dry, if it snaps easily, that's gonna be dry. The other thing is, is if you get wood, um, you can always kind of put, put it like against your cheek or another sensitive part of your skin. Um, and if it feels really cold, it's usually because it's got a lot of moisture in it. But you wanna gather all this really fine stuff. And if, you, if you're twisting it and see how this is not cracking or snapping, it's, it's, it's because it has moisture in it. The drier, the better. Uh, so go around and it's, it's worth the effort to go through and check a bunch of stuff and see what's dry. Um, because, okay, if you can see this, look how green this is. So here's a good comparison. If you break something off and it looks like this, that's no bueno. But when you break something off and it's like this, it splinters and it's nice and brown and, and dry and it doesn't feel like that's your big difference. So you don't want anything with green in it. That's no good for starting fires. Now, aside from this, I'm just gonna stuff this in my pocket here. You go things like this. Pine trees are great. And we even might have a chance of getting some fat wood. And fat wood is just wood that's kind of saturated uh, with, with pine resins and old pine sap. And a lot of times you can get that where these branches meet the tree. So we might be able to get some of that today. Maybe not, but either way, let's see here. Oh yeah. Well, look inside here. 
See this dark color, this orangey color? That's because there's a bunch of resin in there. Now this stuff is also wet because it's been thawing, but you can see those dark colors. And if you smell this stuff, and you smell like turpentine and really strong sap smell, this stuff is gonna be great. You make some fine shavings of this. This is gonna help you uh, get a fire really easy. And this stuff will burn for a long time. Not only will it take off quick, but it helps extend your fire. Outside of that, you can get branches like this, or really any dead branches that you find. Uh, oh, this one's loaded. Yeah, this is all, this is all gonna be good fat wood. Um, it's good if you have an ax or another, use another big stick to break these off as close to the trunk as you can, but this tree is pretty well shot, so we're not hurting it any. Um, anyway, let's, uh, I'm gonna readjust the cameras here. We're gonna get a different shot and uh, I'm gonna make some feather sticks and show you how to make some shavings off of some branches that you gather so you can turn something this big into something much smaller and easily uh, catch on fire, essentially. <laughs> that's not the most poetic way to put it, but that's what you're doing, you're catching it on fire. So uh, let's go and do some feather sticks. So now after you've gathered some of this stuff, um, if you find these, these dried sticks or you get this fat wood, but it's a little, I mean, obviously this is too big to burn. So I wanna show you some ways where you can take bigger stuff and make good fire starting stuff today. Actually, I was gonna use my Benchmade Bushcrafter, but I just got this in. This uh, is gonna be released pretty soon. This is the new Mel Perdue Hunter from Benchmade, but uh, I'm gonna use this, gonna make some feather sticks and uh, show you how to get at some of this wood uh, if, if, you know, a knife is your only tool and uh, I've got this little pad here just to keep my knees from getting cold uh, so anyway there's that first off uh, I'm just gonna shave this down a little bit and when you got a stick this big sometimes I just kind of jam it underneath my arm and uh, look at this these curls make it very easy to light with a spark all right sometimes if if you're new to this and you're trying to make these shavings, sometimes it helps, get that nice and steady. Sometimes it helps to do two hands if you're having a hard time with this in the beginning. And every knife, by the way, is different. Um, you know, Scandinavian knife is gonna bite really hard and wanna dig deep and you'll have to try to control that. Uh, a flat ground knife like this, is you're gonna need slightly more pressure on it. Um, but you know whatever just you got to get used to your knife really any knife can do feather sticks um, as long as you know what you're doing um, you can do feather sticks with a folding knife you know it doesn't have to be a fixed blade for these fine tasks so like i said this can be done with just about any knife um, one tip on feather sticks, see how I'm holding this blade at an angle? That helps the curls shoot out to the side instead of just kind of going straight down on themselves. They kind of curl out and you get more surface area to catch with a spark. Now, you can see some of this darker stuff. This is actually semi-fat wood and if you can make a feather stick out of some pine fat wood, it's like double doubly as good um, this stuff is gonna take off easier and burn longer um, so that's kind of the basics of a feather stick if you're 
truly making a fire, um, good rule of thumb is you should do, my rule of thumb is about five times as many feather sticks as you think you're gonna need. Um, that's how many you should do. Uh, because <clears throat> honestly, um, they, they burn up quicker than you'd think. And the worst thing is to spend time making some feather sticks or making some scrapings with the back of, of the knife's spine and then having it not be quite enough to get the rest of your stuff. So <clears throat> you're better off spending time doing it right the first time than having to spend time twice. Now, the uh, spine on this Mel Purdue is somewhat sharp and it'll make decent scrapings, um, but not quite as good as say like the Bushcrafter. But most knives, the spine is enough, especially on, this is good wood to do it on really. Um, but you scrape the back of it like this and it makes this really fine stuff in here. And this is just like, it's super delicate. And uh, this stuff will easily catch a spark. So a lot of times I'll make a feather stick and then I'll do scrapings right behind it. And that way you've kind of got the super, super fine stuff that'll easily catch a spark. And it'll start to burn enough to where you can get these feathers lit. And then you wanna have a nice big pile of some of that stuff that we uh, gathered earlier. Um, you know, dried twigs, uh, you know, some twigs, some pencil thickness, then some finger thickness, and go on up from there. But you wanna have a bunch of every type of tinder and kindling so that you can easily light your fuel and you're not, you know, you're not left wanting. Um, I've got a better spine on the uh, bushcrafter. Let's work with that. Got stuck there, hold on. With this stick, man, this thing's big enough to where you can actually make like a one stick fire with this. Carve off some big hunks and these will be like your secondary. Now, if you're making a fire and this is, you know, the fire needs to happen, always gather enough sticks to make a good base underneath where you're gonna be working, okay? I haven't done that here, but if you're actually making a fire that's gonna matter and gonna count, that's what you should do, okay? So, there's our feather. Let's lay this down as our base, and I'm just gonna kinda off-handed, and I got all this stuff wet. But I'll try to make this take a spark so that you can see what it's all about. And uh, see if we can just make it happen first time. If not, I can always edit this out so I look like a hero. set it up better and got my good ferro rod and melt the hole in my little pad
miserable time today. Oh, there we go. And there we go. Now again, we didn't prepare for a full fire, but that's what you gotta do. You gotta have everything ready. And gotta, sometimes it's some persistence. But in a real fire situation, I'd have probably five times the scrapings and five times <coughs> the, uh, the curls there. But anyway, that's how you can get one going with just a ferro rod and a knife. All right guys, so I know it can be a struggle to get a fire going with just a ferro rod and the stuff that you find. So uh, it's why I'm an advocate of definitely carrying certain things with you and a pre-made or a pre-bought tinder can definitely save your butt. Uh, case in point, you saw how many times I had to strike it just to get a small fire going. Uh, something like this, you know, you can generally get first try. And uh, this will burn for an awful long time. This is jute, jute twine and wax. So something like this will give you an open flame to get anything else going. So it's definitely worth it and it's definitely wise to carry pre-made stuff with you. Now here's Will to explain a bunch of your options. Those of you without pillows. Start again. <laughs> I, I started recording when you said so. Those of you without pillows who don't have something to protect your knee from the snow, you're going to want to pop and do a squat to break up your wood a little more comfortable, stay dry, keep your appendages from touching the ground, like some people. I'm not gonna name, we're gonna stay up here. I don't know, erase all this I'm talking about. But I made two piles here. We have our little tinder and our little bit bigger stuff. That's where I would consider almost getting into a kindling size. It's about pencil or finger thickness. And like the Rev mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about a few options other than what the good Lord made you to start fires. One of the first options and one of the cheapest options is going to be these waterproof fire sticks. As you can see here, they're only four bucks and they're a great way to start a fire if you need to. And this, I'm going to show you just a quick and dirty way. Break it in half. We're going to put it up on this nice little dry spot the rev made and then break some of these little pieces and then we're gonna do what I consider cheating and pull out a lighter <laughs> and just get it cooking yeah a lighter... I like getting both ends going because I don't want to mess around a lighter is the easiest way to make a fire and that's and that's the easiest way to make a fire. If you don't want to ride the struggle bus like Rev did in the last segment, <laughs> then they're just gonna feed it. The, the one mistake I see people make the most is they try to get too much on there and too much fire going at once. You really want to have some patience, which is hard for someone like myself, and take your time to build the fire up from the base. Okay, now if we don't want to cheat, what are some other tinder methods that don't necessarily require a lighter? That was fast, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little Optimus Bernie, <laughs> pull that out. 
never never leave home without it baby so if you don't want to do as i said cheat another option still going <laughs> cover that up with snow prevent forest fires that's right don't gone as planned <laughs> all right i'm recording yep. all right so for those of you at home who may have kids or some nephews or friends around and you looking for something to keep busy with, this is a DIY fire starting kit that's a lot of fun to make and also works really well, which is great. So what I've got are some cotton balls, some petroleum jelly, AKA Vaseline, a little bit of electrical tape and some waterproof matches. And what we're gonna do here is simple. We're gonna pop off the cap of the petroleum jelly and you're just gonna go ahead and coat and work this stuff in to your cotton balls. Now I'm not gonna do this with all the cotton balls for time's sake, but what we're doing this for is to apply a water protective coating and keeping moisture out of the cotton balls. So, once you do that, you would take all the cotton balls and place them into the kit. Once I've done that, and I've thoroughly coated my fingers with Vaseline, I'm gonna take the box of matches and put that in there. Snow, wash them off. Then, I put it in our old can of Layrite. And if we wanna seal it, we can take this electrical tape put it around the rim and seal it to keep water then out of this kit. See how that creates a nice tight seal. Pull it tight till she breaks. And we've just sealed the rim of this kit. And for using recycled materials or cotton balls, and I guess the Vaseline was your most expensive item, you just made a really great self uh, fire starting kit so set that aside or actually I'm gonna have to open her back up get the matches out hopefully when you're doing this in the woods your hands aren't so soaked with Vaseline and I'm gonna go and what I'm gonna do is open up this cotton ball as much as I can. Really give it some loft and make it a little bit easier to start. Then I'm gonna go back to today's tinder pile. Break a few sticks. Get them going over it. And then bring our match in. Let's strike her out. See how that, how easily that cotton ball catches. So again, another great way to start a fire. And I think these kits are fun to make. You can also use dryer lint or any little 
piece of cotton that you can find similar to this. And that'll last you really as many cotton balls as you have and you could even break those cotton balls up in half if you're in some kind of dire situation. And it should, as long as you didn't get your tape too wet, reseal. Now the trick there is to keep too much Vaseline on. And, and what I would recommend too is when you do that, I didn't do it this time but I should, is go with the way the jar is going to have to tighten down. That way when you go to really give it you know, that final press down, you're not loosening the jar with it. So that's method number two. Or three, I guess. <laughs> so another great option, and maybe even the simplest option, is to go buy yourself a kit. This one is from SOL, Survive Outdoors Longer. And it comes with some pretty cool stuff inside, other than your fire starters, but we'll cover that in another video. Do like a little rundown breakdown of the kit. So it comes in this mini dry bag, which is pretty cool, because obviously you don't want to get your fire starting gear wet. Got a mirror, compass, maybe we'll talk a little bit about it. A little fishing kit. Space blanket. Duct tape. And a whistle. So here are your little tinder packs and luckily my hands are super Vaseline, <laughs> makes it real easy to manipulate plastic packages. <laughs> oh, now I'm riding the struggle bus. It's your turn. And so what you're going to do is try to fluff up these ends. as much as possible. Similar to the little uh, little pieces of cordage, whatnot, Drew had. And I'm gonna wanna get this light lit with this little striker they made that comes with it. Two hours later. My face Nice. And there it is. So I got that lit. It wants it's going pretty good. Bring it on down. Maybe it's out. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, I think Drew touched on having all your stuff ready. <laughs> Uh-oh, that might be too vast. There we go. Note to self, edit to look like hero. So we got it going again. I might let it burn a little bit longer before I take it down this time. And while I'm doing that, I'm gonna use my other hand to reach and get some of this. These little twigs here, ready. 
I'm gonna start placing them and be a little more gentle than I was with the other because frankly I don't think these are reliable as the other options there we go and I'm just gonna work on getting that going I'm really gonna baby that because as you see there's not a lot getting that uh, going but survive outdoors longer in an emergency this is going to get you fire this is going to give you life it's going to keep you alive and in the woods that's that's your number one goal stay alive when you're out there you know you can throw this in your day pack overnight pack whatever you have you know that way if you ever get caught out there in the woods you will have a nice little kit with some things you need to survive because really once you get the first fire going as long as you keep it going you're good to go so check it out we'd love to hear in the comments below what are your favorite fire starting methods and do you have any DIY kits maybe we should try out let us know in the comments below we'd love to hear from you I'm Will Bradley from the adventures gentleman.com live life outdoors you say something like <laughs> awkward silence speak from the heart shut up <laughs> all right uh, so guys, I just wanted to uh, close this thing out with a couple things about bushcraft. Bushcraft does not equal survival. They're not the same thing, okay? Bushcraft is about going out, to me at least, and having fun and practicing stuff um, that would aid you in survival or if you wanted to live, you know, uh, a primitive lifestyle. But bushcraft is about having fun and uh, that's why I think it's good to bring extra stuff Mm -hmm. um, you know things that will easily get a fire going if you injure yourself or you get too cold or anything like that um, bushcraft is not about going out there and really pushing your limits uh, you want to be safe while you do it these are just a few examples of the many ways that you can make fire out there um, but go out practice them have fun um, and to me that's what bushcraft is bushcraft is a lot of fun and you're practicing skills um, it's not a survival thing but it could help you it, and that's survival. right. It's kind of it's kind of the if you're doing survival, it's because something has gone wrong. And we're not practicing things going wrong. We're trying to practice the fundamentals yeah. and skills of being an outdoorsman, a yeah. woodsman, and that all kind of comes under that bushcraft umbrella. But the better you are at all of your bushcraft, the better you're going to be. If hopefully that day never rises, but you're in a situation where you do have to really use yeah. your skills for yeah. survival. Exactly. So anyway, guys, uh, we appreciate you watching. Don't forget to check Will out over at theadventurousgentleman.com. He's got a lot of cool podcasts and some articles and stuff like that. So check him out and uh, stay tuned. We're going to do some more videos in the Bushcraft for Beginners series. Thanks for watching. As always, don't forget to thumbs up and subscribe if you enjoyed this. God bless you guys and we'll catch you next time.